0: Thought Leaders, Storytellers and Griots, sharing personal highlights on Stories of the Week.
1: Storytellers and Thought Leaders, and of course the theme is uh, small stories, big ideas, massive inspiration, and certainly knowledge on uh, what's going on, not just in our country, but in the world as well. So let's crack right into it, and we're going to go starting off with a story of one that's been taking place in Nigeria, headlining in much of the news and uh, certainly making us think about what is going on in the continent. There's been a movement to stop police brutality in Nigeria, which has been taken over on the streets, and uh, it's uh, also looked at international headlines. It's the... the uh, Hashtag is hashtag end SARS. So we thought we'd try and find out a little bit more about it and also get a deeper sense of what the lessons are that we've learned. On the line is Dr. Damiolu Agbala-Jobi, Agba who is a lecturer in political science at the Obafemi Awoloa University in Nigeria. Dr. Agbala-Jobi, thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. First of all, tell us, what are the protests that are currently taking place and why?
0: Yes, presently, um, young Nigerians um, uh, woke up on the 11th of October to, to protest against a special Anti-Robbery squad, which is a Nigerian police force unit that was created in the late 1992. Basically, the squad was actually to deal with crimes that were associated with robbery, motor vehicle thefts, kidnapping, cattle rustling, and crimes involving firearms. However, over the years, they have realized that the SARS has been linked to different extrajudicial killings, extortion, torture, framing citizens for crimes that they didn't commit and blackmail. And so that was exactly what initiated or engendered the protest against um, these different forms of brutality. Um, the youth have experienced Actually, There was a young man that was killed by the South operative in October 2020. And so these, all these extrajudicial killings have actually been independently verified by Amnesty International. And that was what ex- exactly led to the protest.
1: The youth decided to come out against this different form of brutality and decided to speak out. So, Dr. Agbalajorbi, one of the things, obviously, is that we understand that, as you say, the special anti-robbery squad was set up in 1992, and that it has become an uncontrolled uh, unit, or uh, yeah. allegedly that it is an uncontrolled unit. What makes these protests different? Because it's not just about the... Um, the it's not just ending SARS, my understanding. Yes,
0: yes. Um... The protest actually kind of um, um, is kind of skyrocketed because um, they, were, they have been pent-up hangers on the side of the youth on different kind of um, bad governance, um, poverty, yeah. unemployment. And these are some of the things that kind of um, the protest was just a kind of a, a, a springboard yeah. to pass across other demands on the part of the youth. Uh, for many years, ASU has been on strike, the Senator have not been in school. After the Covid pandemic, people were expecting to go back to school. But then of course the killing in October by the SARS also yes. so kind of people came together and said, Okay, that's protest. But then all other things, all other demands begin to spring up. People say, Oh, we've had bad leadership, actually corruption, unemployment and there's a lot of many youth uh, unemployed. And so these are some of the demands um, the youth began to make to the government Okay, using the platform of ENSAS.
1: Yeah. You know, what is interesting is that, not just interesting, I mean, it, it seems to mirror much of what we are experiencing in South Africa. And as you say, it's the perfect storm. There's unemployment, there is poverty, there is corruption, there is inequality. Yeah. There, as you say, there are the SARS yeah. um, killings. And ultimately what it does do is it starts to raise a question of what we as a citizen, and I say we because I think it is, is much aligned to South Africa, is what we as a citizen should be demanding from our governments. Hmm. I wonder if that's something that you feel, that, they, that, that, that that may be one of the lessons to be learned.
0: Yeah, I think this one of the greatest lessons to be learned from this footage is that the citizens kind of, the government is realizing that the citizens have woken up from their dreams and people are realizing that especially the youth felt that they have a demand and they, 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 the, the government is expected to be accountable to the people. And so they, the, the people felt over the years, the youth felt over the years they've been kind of um, keeping quiet and yeah. that they're no longer ready to wake re- to keep quiet so one of the new the take the take away from this is that they the the, the the protesters the the youth felt that the new social contract is being written by the youth they're, they're creating a new understanding of how leaders and public servants should relate to the citizens not fearing the citizens Secondly, the youth trying to, they are trying to reinvent, reinventing governance in Nigeria, bringing about a new culture of starting right about the citizenry. Because over the years, they have felt the, the government was kind of not accountable to them, and so this is one of the things that you know they are trying to reinvent governance: how things should be done, what are the things the citizens expect from the government, and of course, probably so the third of a society over the years we a society where those who are supposed to be who are paid from public purses, to protect the lives and property of the people have become themselves a threat to liberty have become a, a threat to safety and dignity of the people. Human life is becoming so difficult like Thomas said, a state of nature, solitary, poor, nasty and British. And so everybody who doing things the way they like, especially the police forces, so this kind of impunity and lawlessness, the, people, the youth should end. And so, of course, and which, of course, you know, is incompatible with the tenant of democracy and democratic society that is governed by the principle of the rule of law. And so these are some of the things where the students, the youth, felt they need to put an end to this. And so the protest has forcefully demonstrated the reality and the potency of people's power. The kind of new energy that must be tapped and channeled to strengthen, which yeah. is not weaken the country democracy because this youth show that they can come together as one voice irrespective of their ethnic ethnic affiliation irrespective of their religion and so these are some of the things that we realized as a result of this pandemic and so of course also if for example the, the government at least because they have been um 2016 they have been saying hashtag answers answers if the government at least maybe this wouldn't have, uh, have have gone this far but of course, you know that, even as Jeanette Kennedy said, those who make peaceful revolution inevitable will make violent revolution inevitable. So, of course, the youth felt, oh, we need to have our voice. And this is one of the things they did, bringing out their voice and saying we need to end. We have a voice. We should have a voice in what happens in our society. And that's what we can see from these protests and the movements.
1: That's Dr. Damiola agbala She is the lecturer of political science at Obafemi lower University in Nigeria looking at the hashtag NSARS protests and certainly what they do raise and uh, we apologize for the quality of that line but what they do raise is the concept of governance and what it is to assess your own rights as a citizen in society you are with sfM 104 to 107.